When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. Taylor, we finally have some substantial Jack Eichel news, and it seems like things are heading in the right direction. As reported earlier today by first Elliot Friedman, followed up by then Darren Dreger and Dave Pagnota, the Eichel situation is seemingly heading towards some sort of resolution here. Pat Brisson, Eichel's agent, has been helping with facilitating dialogue between Adams and other teams. This also comes in light of Friedman's report, which is that the Sabres have now allowed other teams access to Eichel's full medical records. There's been rumblings as well that there are teams who actually, as a matter of fact, agree with Eichel's approach in terms of going with the full disc replacement surgery, which of course, as we know and have covered, the Sabres would prefer that he does the fusion surgery. But uh, just to go through a couple of the, the prominent tweets that maybe you've seen throughout the day today, maybe you haven't, but just to catch you up. So Darren Dreger earlier this uh, on Wednesday morning had tweeted, sources say Eichel saga may be shifting. Ongoing discussions and additional access to Jack Eichel's medical file has helped teams with trade interests clearly see his situation. Both sides are hopeful something can be worked out soon with one of the clubs in the mix. Dave Pagnota then responded uh, about four hours later and said, Adding to this morning's news from Darren Dreger on Sabres Eichel, his agent, Pat Brisson, continues to have constant dialogue with Sabres GM, Kevin Adams. I'm told Brisson is working with Adams on the trade front and is involved in conversations with the interested teams. Big, big stuff, Taylor. So it seems like we may finally be reaching the end of the line or at the very least, we're damn close to being there. So what do you make of this initial report? Well, it's good news. Uh, it makes it I, I, because before I just assumed Eichel was going to be a saber indefinitely. And now it seems like a trade could actually happen, which I'm delighted by. Uh, it's going to be interesting, though, I think, going forward to see like what kind of shape that trade will take, because now that everything's everything else is all set besides Eichel, we know that the Sabres are just barely above the salary floor. So in any Eichel trade, they'll have to take money back, ideally on the short term, almost certainly on the short term, uh, which could be a two for one. Like, hey, we're taking maybe a bad expiring contract off your hands, one or two years left, and you're getting Jack Eichel. So let's get it. Let's yeah. get after these. Uh, what else we're getting in this trade, which is and, picks, good picks, good prospects. And we also have an update too. This is, you know, as we're recording this right now at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, just 10 minutes ago, Nick Caprios uh, had tweeted, some NHL teams like the New York Rangers who are in on Eichel are past medical issues. It appears New York Rangers will support Jack for artificial disc replacement surgery, providing they could come to terms on a hockey trade with the Buffalo Sabres. No indication if they're close on a deal. So, horrible bit of news to get out of the way the rangers are still in and interested i think you and i both <laughs> don't want any part of michael going there but no. the very very good news is that there are teams 
who are in agreement with Eichel on how he wants to go about the surgery, which is again, the artificial disc replacement. So that is good for a number of reasons, because if you are agreeing with this guy and you think that this is the way that it should be in terms of, you know, both like going about the operation, the recovery time, everything that comes with that timetable, you better be ready to come to play with an offer. Then this is, you know, if it's the Rangers, we're not talking like Lundqvist, uh, a fur and a first in like a salary dump. Like you're throwing back like a good legitimate young player, picks like probably a roster player for cap reasons too but it's going to be more than just some b-level prospect and a first that you try and pawn off like if you are confident in the way that this guy wants to go about the surgery your team doctors are in agreement with him you better be all in and i really would love for adams which i'm assuming he's going to considering he's held strong this long i i really am hopeful that he is going to hold firm and he's going to tell these GMs, listen, if you agree with this guy, be ready to pay up then. Because the, if, if you're okay with the medical side of things, and obviously there's going to be some risk involved, but like, if you're ready to play ball, then let's do this damn thing. I would, I, I think I could speak for not only Sabres fans, but just about everybody in the goddamn NHL that we are ready for this thing to happen. We are ready for this move to be made. We've been ready for months now, but the fact that it's dragging on now, as we're now a week out from the season, it, it's time for this to happen. If they are getting this close, and I think it's no coincidence that this is happening now with exactly one week out from the start of the season, if, they're this, if they are this close, there's a realistic chance that they, this may be resolved over the weekend, if, you know, or maybe even more likely we'll say like by next week, by you know, the first game, which is of course on the 14th uh, against Montreal at home. So I'm feeling pretty hyped up about this now and, and pretty hopeful it, you know, I, I, it does bring up a question, which I'm kind of curious for your thoughts on. And I don't know if I'm just not thinking this through enough, but I know that, you know, I guess I can understand somewhat of the rationale of why the Sabres didn't want to just hand out his medical information. But with that being said, though, knowing that that's what it has taken for other teams to kind of be ready to play ball and step up to the plate. Why didn't this happen over the summer? <laughs> that's a great question, isn't it? Maybe it, really- it had to do with Eichel's old agent. It could be and the way he was handling it. Uh, otherwise, maybe it's just teams getting impatient or jacketing impatient or, or the team with the Sabres, something like that. Maybe the teams are like, well, maybe things really have changed and we really do want Eichel. So maybe the Sabres are really going to hold firm on this. I, I guess it could be a number of things. It, it's annoying that it's, we're, we're talking about this in October and we're not just talking about what they got out of the deal and what the Sabres can expect going forward. Um, but hey, I, I'll take any progress. We haven't talked about this. We've been talking about setback after setback for months now. So I'm, I'm glad we uh, are talking about something that makes it seem like we're going to have a deal within uh, the next couple of weeks. And on the topic of a deal too, Taylor, I know we've thrown some names around, but we, we really haven't talked about it too much since, you know, really over the summer, but who are the teams that you're looking at right now that are at the top of your list? I have four that I am like, let's make it happen with one of these four and I will be happy, but I'm curious for yours first. Who do you got? Mm, trying to think who you have. Cause I have three, unless I'm forgetting someone. I have one I shouldn't pull be. off the wall that I, I think. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Who I, ha- I have Vegas, um, Los Angeles and Anaheim. And my main argument is that I want them to play in a really warm place. No, it's, it's that I want them on the West coast and I don't want to see them 
And we only play those teams once a year or twice, depending, but usually we only go out there once a year, whatever, mm -hmm. that's fine. Uh, and I think they all have realistic packages. They all have decent prospects. And in the case of Anaheim specifically, I love the idea of getting their first round pick next year, even with Eichel. That yep. sounds awesome to me. Or even their first round pick in 2023. I don't think they're anywhere near being good. I don't even think they're on a good path. The Kings are in a good path. I would take their pick this year, but I'd obviously I don't need to say it for the hundredth time. I want Byfield. I don't care if he's hurt this year. Or oh, it's going to take Turcotte or one of their lesser, pro not I shouldn't say lesser. They're mid-level. It is. I mean, it's lesser than Byfield, you know. Comparative. Yeah, but it's not like I should. We're not getting. We better not be getting Tage Thompson again. God Almighty. We, we have Tage Thompson at home. We don't need more Tage Thompson. <laughs> and then Vegas, um, Vegas has a number of interesting ones. I think in Vegas's case specifically, you'd have to take the money back to make it work both ways because they're at the cap and we're at the floor. So someone like Riley Smith, we get back. Uh, I actually like the idea of having someone, even if it's, even if it's just for this year and they flip them at the deadline, which I hopefully would be with a veteran. It's not even that I think he'd be a good presence for the young guys. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. I really am just worried about how embarrassing the Sabres are going to be on offense this year and having someone like Riley Smith would make me feel better. And then they flip them at the deadline and I don't know, get two seconds or something. It depends. I mean, they only got a second in the Andrews Burke for Taylor Hall, but who knows what the demand's like next year. It, it, it's, it differs from year to year. So those are my three. What are your four? I actually have five now that I think about it. So I amend my previous statement. I have five teams. So the three that you have mentioned, yes. Anaheim off the bat, I have and will continue to say Trevor Zegris should be the number one piece that Kevin Adams is going after. What it comes down to, and it's a point that I've made a lot, and it needs to continue to be made because every team overestimates their own prospects. But with that being said, I'm a huge fan of Trevor Zegris. I think that Trevor Zegris is going to end up being a, a star in the league. However, with that being said, the best case scenario for that dude, if all the stars align and everything works out and he hits his full potential. He is Jack Eichel. That is like his absolute high in the sky peak, best case scenario. And honestly, knowing what we know now with Jack, probably Jack Eichel without as good of defensive metrics too. So not even Jack Eichel. So Anaheim top of the list for me, go get Zagris, do whatever it takes, get it done and get him back here. Secondly, Vegas, again, Peyton Krebs, yes, he needs to be the centerpiece of the deal. If Peyton Krebs is not involved, I don't want it. I love the idea of having him. If Vegas mm -hmm. is one of these teams that is in, in, is in agreement with Eichel, I don't think that there's any reason that Brendan Brisson shouldn't be coming back to get uh, you know Owen Power and Eric Portillo's uh, Michigan teammate and add to the, the Brendan population in Buffalo. Um, to your point about getting maybe like a, a roster player or a cap dump of sort, some sort, I think Riley Smith makes a lot of sense. Um, Alex Tuck has been a name that's thrown around. He's a native Western New Yorker. I think he would be interesting to potentially bring back to. Is he a, is he a Rochester guy? I think he is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's right. It's more like Rochester, Syracuse, more like Eastern Western New York. Um, Some people call that central New York, but central. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, I meant for the Rochester folks. I know Rochester people, yeah. they, they claim Western New York. So I'm including them in there. Um, that's fair. But beyond that, then we have the Kings too. I know we mentioned Turcotte, Arthur Kylev. Uh, if Byfield's off the table, I think that there's still a path there. Um, so now to get into the other two teams that I have. One a team that has been brought up and linked is Minnesota. And I'm still into that idea 
assuming, you know, Marco Rossi again, which he should be on the table, but if Marco Rossi and first round picks are involved, I am in take a cap dump too from one of their roster players. They have some bloated contracts on that team. I'll take one of those back in return, but give me Rossi and picks, maybe another young guy. I'm in the fifth team that I think we've kind of brought up just in passing, but I saw them suggested earlier and I have always in the back of my mind thought that they would be a great idea for this is San Jose. Doug Wilson does not strike me as the kind of team or as the kind of GM. (laughs) I don't think anybody he strikes this as who is into the idea of doing a rebuild. If you look (laughs) at the other contracts that they have on that team, they have to kind of be in win now mode. We've heard that Thomas hurdle could have, there could be some unrest there with him and that he maybe wants out. They're about to get $7 million off the books with Evander Kane no longer being on the team. And they have a a young fellow named William Eklund, who I happen to like a hell of a lot, who I know our pals um, with the stinking rink pod and uh, other San Jose outlets have also been suggesting that it seems like Eklund is going to make the team this year. Like he's looked that good in camp, not San Jose has looked that bad that Eklund has looked that good. So I'm into San Jose. I'm all in on that idea, especially if you can get Thomas Hurdle back. He's getting close to being a UFA, but at the same time, if you can somehow convince him or maybe like put a spell on him of some sort that he will just magically be convinced to sign here for like a five-year deal extension or something like that, go make it happen. But even if Hurdle isn't involved, picks, first rounders, and William Eklund, and boom, I'm in. Get it done and over with. Now, one of the points that I also wanted to bring up too that you had alluded to before is this year's first versus next year's first. So I had, I'm kind of torn on this right now because I think there are major pros to both and really no cons to either. So for a 2022 first, you're looking at Shane Wright at the top of the draft and a better draft class. It seems like than this year than the 2021 draft, which is good. So positives there. Um, Eichel is not playing this year for the most part, at least the first half of the season, he is not going to be dressed. He's going to be in recovery mode. So the team that you're trading him to, you're not going to have to worry about him providing his superstar impact to that team for at least half the season, which should help your odds. If you're trading him to a team like Anaheim, maybe LA Minnesota, maybe to a a further extent, Vegas, it doesn't really matter because they're going to be good anyways. And San Jose, you know, same thing. San Jose is massively underperformed, but at the same time though, I'm not opposed to getting a 2023 third because this seems like one of those draft classes that is going to be like a 2015 or a 2003 draft. And I'm not sitting here trying to say that I've gone through tooth and nail of every single prospect in the 2023 draft, but from the research I've done, the smart people who I follow, who are draft people, um, and just generally just watching some, some footage and highlights 2023 draft that has been already talked about for over a year now. Like we've, we've been talking about this draft with Bedar and, and Mishkov at the top of this draft class now for, for it's going to be by the time that draft rolls around like three years which is exactly what was happening with Eichel and McDavid too. They didn't end up getting drafted until 2015, but in 2013, you know, late 2012, 2013, people were already talking about them and they knew. And even beyond that too, looking even further beyond the top two picks there, the top half of that draft class, the top 15 is looking like it's going to be the best since 2015. So if we're talking about just getting a lottery ticket for a potential, like similar to 2015, where you have a one and two lock at the top, 
I'll take a lottery ticket on that any day. Sure, Jack will be back by then and will probably be at full strength by that point. But at the same time, if you're trading him to an underperforming team, as we have learned with the Sabres, just because you have Jack Eichel does not mean you are going to be good. That is true. Oh, the San Jose one's interesting. I mean, I have no idea what's in Doug Wilson's mind, but they really can't do a real rebuild because they have a billion people under contract. They do. And the, the thing that makes it even worse for them is like, say a lot of those older contracts fall off or like, you know, it's, I don't know, Burns moves on, Vlasic moves on, whatever. Even after that, even forgetting all the old guys, the guys that could reasonably turn it around and play up to their contract level. Well, one of them is being investigated for a third different time this offseason by the NHL, Evander Kane for this time for a potential fake vaccination card. And the other one, Eric Carlson, seems that his uh, his foot injury from a couple of years ago might have done permanent damage and had some of the worst underlying uh, numbers in the entire league last year, not even just for good players, like for everyone. And he's one of the highest paid players in the league. So they're a mess. And I wonder what will, it, it's an interesting point to bring up. I'd love to get in on some future picks with them. Uh, so yeah, so that, that about uh, does it for Eichel. Hopefully we'll have even more on Monday show, even more news to share, maybe even a trade. Fingers crossed. But um, before we move on to more Sabres news, let's hear, uh, let's hear about uh, our old friends at uh, DraftKings. So as, a, as you might have heard, hockey's back and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. Wow. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or deft deflection. However, they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what do you got to do? You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. I mean, one team is probably going to score a goal, right? This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Two things. One, I don't think I ever in my life would have envisioned you saying the word clapper before. Um, Clapper. Yeah, it doesn't. It sounds unnatural. I, I don't know. I just never would have envisioned. I should have said uh, a sick Gino. <laughs> oh my God. Just got like <laughs> shivers from that. Other thing is too, greatest sport on ice, man. That's messed up. What about our curling fans? We have a lot of curling fans who listen to straight up Sabres. They probably are going to take offense to that, especially if they're yeah. fans, because you know, they aren't liking hockey that much these days. Can we get it? Can we get into cur- straight up curling? Well, maybe we should because the Olympics are coming up and we are the defending champions. Listen. Defending gold medalists. All right, straight up curling. I'm with it. Everybody, True. Mark. That's right. Curling. True story. I stayed up. So that was a Friday night that we had the curling against Canada, and it was like a 1.15 a.m. start time. I forgot where the Olympics were. Not in our time zone, obviously. But it was a 1.15 a.m. start time. And I like I, had, I remember I had to cover like a basketball game, something like that for my old job. And I got home and like made dinner, and I was like, oh, my God, it's still only like 9. How am I going to stay up till 1 a.m.? It's a Friday. <laughs> So I went to Mess K and they had it on eventually after hours there. 
And then I went to Burning Buffalo and it's almost, it's time to close. It's like four in the morning and it's not over yet. Cause there's a very close game. You might remember. And then get home at the end of it. Uh, it's one of the last round sides, whatever they're called. You get 10 of them. And America has a, a 5.1, which is huge. And basically takes us commanding lead. And that's a right when I fell asleep, it was like four ten AM and I fell asleep and missed it and had to rewatch it the next day. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're still champions, but we'll get back to the Olympics later. Yes. First, let's talk goalies. Let's do it. The Sabres goalie situation is figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Everything's good. We're great, everybody. No worries. Uh, so we have a uh, pre- previously retired 41-year-old Craig Anderson as the starter, and the backup is Dustin Tokarski. So we all know Anderson. Uh, we knew going in that goaltending would be a problem this preseason, Oh boy, has it been a problem? With one game left, the Sabres are one, three, and one, I think. Either way, they have one win. Uh, no regulation wins. Uh, and in that time, we have uh, Dustin Tokarski, I guess the reason he got the job, had in his three appearances at a 950 save percentage. Uh, Anderson only appeared once and had a 900. Aaron Dell, who is put on waivers, and if he passes, which I, I have to imagine he'll clear. He'll be in Rochester with UPL. He had an 837. And our good pal UPL, who got a lot of playing time in two starts, had an 836 save percentage. So this is not good. Um, And there's been a lot said about Anderson. We know Anderson. If you're a hockey fan, he's been around for 20 years. You're familiar with him. He's old. Uh, He was even played in the playoffs last year. Dustin Tokarski. It is actually a huge upset that he made the uh, roster, not in terms of if you just go by the context of this training camp, it's not a huge upset because he only beat out Dell CEO, Michael Dell, who's not even a real NHL player and is Mm -hmm. terrible. Uh, But if you just go by the context of his career and recently, uh, I just wanted to go over that real quick to talk about how weird and absurd it is that he's, that he's an, has an NHL job. He's not up here by accident. They are going into the season with this guy. He was drafted 122nd overall by Tampa in 08, same year Stamkos got drafted. He played in juniors after that for the Spokane Chiefs of the WHL. And then he was a Tampa's then uh, AHL affiliate, Norfolk. He actually made his NHL debut at age 20, uh, more than 10 years ago. Uh, He was bad in two games. He had 813 save percentage, goes back to Norfolk, played five games in Tampa two years later, still not good. Tampa then switches to the Syracuse Crunch as their affiliate. He is traded to Montreal, so he plays in Hamilton. He plays 26 games for Montreal over a three-year span as like an emergency goalie. Uh, then gets traded and plays for the San Diego Gulls, plays one game in Anaheim in 2016-17, did not play again until 2021. Uh, in between, he played for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the Hartford Wolfpack, the Charlotte Checkers, the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Penguins, and then the Rochester Americans before being brought up early last year to first be the taxi squad goalie, and then the backup, and then briefly the starter. Um, in 13 games last year, he had a 904 save percentage. So you can't really say he earned this job. He didn't even really earn uh, an invite back. I mean, I guess sending him back to the AHL would have been fine. But here we sit now because they Carter Hutton was mercifully let go and they couldn't hold on to Linus Allmark. And the only other guy they could find, the only other guys were a 41-year-old and uh, the CEO of like the eighth biggest computer company in America. And Look at look at us now. Dustin Tokarski is the backup goalie. I mean, good for him. This is an exciting opportunity for someone that's been grinding in the AHL. I can't say I'm excited though. Can't lie. 
No. Um, if you would have told me a year ago that our, our goalies the, this coming season were going to be a guy on the doorstep of getting an AARP card and a guy named Dustin, I would have not been happy about it at all. Uh, I mean, good for Tokarski. Obviously, it's a great story that he's been able to do it. But as you had alluded to, major uh, what about that guy vibes coming from this decision? Um, I mean, Aaron Dell, you know, we kind of jokingly like the day before the dude got signed had said on the podcast that he was going to end up being the Sabres goalie this year. That still may end up being the case. Who knows? But um, I don't know. I mean, he's he's got a big company to run, Michael Dell. So, like, what do you expect? He, he's got a full time job. He can't be having two full time jobs like that, you know. Uh, and then as far as he's you, having a rough go of it, everyone's been buying Max lately. True. I'm, I'm we're recording this on a Mac right now. Uh, and then as far as UPL goes, you know, it, it, it's hard because on the one hand, I went in to this upcoming season, into the preseason thinking, I want this guy in Rochester, but will be very pleasantly happy and surprised if he ends up stealing a job and gets to earn a spot behind Anderson for the season and get to learn from him. A guy who, as you had said, has like been in the NHL, I think, since like the first Bush administration. Um it's a lot of experience to have, you know, a guy like that pretty much being in his shadow and, and being his backup and getting to learn from him. But at the same time, though, him being able to carry the load in Rochester, be the workhorse there and, and play as much as possible just to, to further his development, get him back on track. Because again, let's keep in mind, we're two years removed from this guy having hip surgery, which is a pretty big deal for a goalie given their movements that they make and their lateral movements across the crease, constantly going up and down. Um, you know, he's a butterfly goalie as most goalies are in this day and age. So the guy moves around a lot. And even though he is a big body, he's a very athletic dude. So him having hip replacement surgery or a hip surgery is a, is a big deal. And he, you know, really didn't get to have the opportunity to, to carry like the full load for Rochester last year, obviously with COVID, he ended up getting a little taste in the NHL, but really no extended looks at either level. So it, you know, in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, this will be fine then if he can do that. But on the other side of all of this, man, oh man, was I disappointed with him. Now I'm not going to say I, I did not watch full disclosure every minute of every preseason game, but I saw enough and I was really disappointed that we didn't see more from UPL. With that being said, you know, looking at the Sabres team, expectations are low they're going to be bad. Like they're not a play. They're not even close to sniffing being a, an in contention playoff team, but man, I was really hoping that we were going to see something a little bit more from UPL that when he inevitably was going to get sent down, that it was going to sting a little bit and it was going to be like, Oh man, well, you know what? It's for the best for him, whatever. But like I saw he got sent down and I was like, good. He cannot yep. be on this team. What, what, yeah. What's your take? Yeah, uh, I agree 100%. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. 836 over two games. It's terrible. He allowed five goals both games, I believe. So he needs to be in the not AHL. Not all his fault either, but still. No, not all his fault. He needs to be in the AHL, and I you need to see something like a 915 or 920 out of him. You need Easy. to see a good save percentage. And they're going to be more of a full season. good, too. Like, let's keep that in mind. Like, he's going to be playing yes. behind a really good team in Rochester. He's not going to have to stand on his head. So you need to see good numbers. If you don't see good numbers – you got to start making a plan. I mean, you're not, you're not seeing Portillo or Devin Le Levi that soon. No, nope. they're not. They're, and if you get one of them to leave college after off. this year, at yes, least if, years off. 
if one of them leaves college after this season, they're going to go to the AHL for a year. Mm-hmm. So if UPL is not ready to step up after this year, like, I don't know, get one other, get a, a real goalie at some point, a trade for a, a VTech Vanacek type, not necessarily him, obviously Washington likes him, but you know what I mean? A dredger type, one of those kind of guys. Whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's the um, thing. Vanacek is, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's not good. Do you have any more thoughts on goalies before we move on? Not really. No. <laughs> Okay. It, it's not my, my last thought then is it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we brought this up before, but the NHL calendar, although there's, this is an 82 game season coming up. The NHL calendar is still off partially because of COVID, but other circumstances too. Uh, they are doing both. There's the season starting a week later than usual. And there is going to be both a Olympic break and an all-star break, which is not usually the case. So the season might end in July again. Uh, Stanley Cup might end in July. The draft is going to be in July, and I think free agency will be July 13th. So third year in a row, no July 1. Uh, so that's that's something. But anyway, the the big thing here is the Olympics. They're coming up there in four months. Uh, and I wanted to take a look back at other Olympic years. Uh, starting in 1998, that was the first year that NHL players could come to the Olympics, which means it's the first year there was an Olympic break in the NHL. So I want to look at the six years we've had the Olympics now, obviously there was no, it is. Yes. Okay. There was no Olympic break in 2018, but I added it to make it, I don't know, six, I, I, whatever the Olympics existed, even if there's no break. So what I want from these years where the Olympics happened is I want you to tell me nothing about the Olympics. I want you to tell me about the NHL season. Okay. Who won the art Ross, the Hart trophy, the Stanley cup and where do the Sabres finish? Either where do they finish in the playoffs or in the regular season? That's not as hard as it sounds. Okay. All right. Um, so 98 is first. Well, we can start in 2018 if you want. Whichever way you want to go. Um, what way do I want to go? Ziggy, what do you think? Ziggy has entered the, the pod, everybody. Um, Ziggy says you can go your own way. He's a big Fleetwood Mac fan. Big Fleetwood yeah. Mac fan. Um, all right. I guess we could go. I, 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 yeah, we might as well do 2018. Um, okay. Uh, so that would be the, the cup winner would be Washington, right? That's correct. Um, all right. And then what did you, you want the MVP? Yeah. The heart, the heart and the art Ross McDavid. McDavid, McDavid won the Art Ross. That's correct. Um, Sabers would be last. Thirty first, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the first team to ever finish thirty first. How about that? Love that for them. Might be the first team to ever finish thirty second as well. Well, and wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> Not one bit. Um. And then who won the heart in 2018? You know who won the heart in 2018? What? Like the 18th best Taylor I know. Taylor Hall. <laughs> that's right, folks. That's why they spelled H-A-R-T with no E. Yep. No it's love. not the real heart trophy. No love. All right. So you got all 2018. 2014. Oh. All right. Okay. 2014 cup winner is this chicago no Kings. Uh, yeah it was actually la 
Yeah, Kings. I, I, nah. All right. We watched the deciding game at your house. We did. No, we did. House that is. Um. Okay. Uh. Art Ross or um. Let's go with Malkin. For which one? Art Ross. No. The heart. <laughs> no, don't read into me saying that. Oh, was that okay? I was I just trying was... to see which one you had wrong. So okay, yeah. All right, all right. Heart then. Twenty fourteen. Wait, was this the shortened season? No, no, that was twenty thirteen. Oh, this was a full season. I was reading up on that because I know the twenty thirteen Art Ross winner was Martin Saint Louis. That's um, true. Uh, if you want to hint, the Art Hart and Art Ross are the same person this year. Oh, they are. Okay. Um, is it Crosby then? I guess it is. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll take it. So you got the heart at least, right? And where did the Sabers finish? Hmm. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last <laughs> but different than last time right oh you need the number will be 30th then yes that's right that's right uh not bad one wrong so far i'll take it yeah all right what well, do we two, have two you said chicago for the cup too but... oh yeah you're right okay uh 2010 uh heartbreaking gold medal loss for the united states oh um okay 2010 Mm-mm-mm. Um, who would have won the cup this year? Um, or would it be easier to think of who won the the heart? Um, same person won the heart in the Art Ross. Really? Okay, that's helpful. This person did not win the cup. Twenty ten is Chicago's first cup, isn't it? It is. It's, okay. Uh, the one with the weird goal that didn't look like it went in. Yeah, that was so strange. I remember watching that and everybody having like a literal like like 10 second delay before realizing what happened. Oh, <laughs> Ziggy remembers that. Um, all right. And then. Uh, who would this be? Um, I know the Sabres didn't do horrible this year. They made the, yeah. They made the playoffs. So the Sabres finish is if they make the playoffs, how far did they go in the playoffs? And if they didn't make the playoffs, what place did they finish in the NHL? They did make the playoffs and they lost in the first round. They did. True. And I'm going to take a shot in the dark with the heart winner. Was this the Sedin year, Henrik? That's right. Let's get it. Hart, not Ross for Henrik Sedin. All right, here's where things are going to probably go a little downhill, but okay. I think this is very easy. Well, I know Actually, the I know the cup winner for the next one, sadly, and I don't want to okay. say it. Do I have oh, to, Do I have to you you know I know who it is. Like do we have to acknowledge this? Hey, would you say that they are just really uh, epic on social media? That's the last word. They, they cause a lot of like, bro, you got to see this, like five crying emojis. Yeah, they're major laughing emoji people, the, the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I felt disgusting even saying that. Um, all right, and then Art Ross in 2006. You're not going to believe it, but the Art Ross winner won the heart. Come on. 
This is really how, for like most of hockey history, it was voted on. Isn't that so funny that they're boring as hell like this? Um, <laughs> this person deserved it, though. They did? Okay. Um, ugh, who the hell would it be? Because the following season was not the case, right? Isn't it in 2007 when Ovechkin won the Art Ross, but somebody else won the... No, 07, Crosby won both. 08. Well, oh wait, Ovechkin scored sixty-five goals. He had to have led the league in points, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Then, okay. Um, well, wait. Oh no, I do know this actually because it's 2006, and uh, that's when Joe Thornton was going crazy. So I'm gonna go Joe Thornton. That's correct. Didn't he have like a hundred assists that season or something crazy like that. Ninety-five assists. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. I believe Lemieux is the last to have a hundred assists unless wow. eh, did Kucherov do it a couple of years ago. I don't know. McDavid will do it this year. Book it. I'm right. Um, McDavid will do it. And Edmonton will finish behind Seattle. All <laughs> right. How far do the Sabres go? Oh God. Why do it? Why? Is, 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 again, are these things? Don't nasty? drag it out. Just say it real quick. Fine. Eastern conference finals. All right. 2002. Mm, New Jersey Stanley cup. Oh man, no! What? No, no! Colorado? No! Famous team. Oh, Detroit! Oh, yeah! My God! <sighs> All right. Um, hey, and we got some diversity among the uh, Hart and Art Ross. Cool. Uh, two okay. Guys. I'm, I'm gonna probably get it wrong. For the Sabers finish, they didn't make the playoffs this year. I don't think because this was post Hashik. So I'm going to say like 24th. Oh, that was really close. I'll give you half credits, 20th. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then, oh God, 2002. Mm, um, who would have won the heart this year? How about... Um, Yager? No. No? Who was it? The heart was Jose Theodore. Oh, what a year. Wow. I thought I said um, Ross for that, but yeah. Um, my bad. All right. Well, then Art Ross. Uh, I don't even know, like Steve Geiserman. No, it was Jerome McGinley. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually feel like I, I did know both of those now that you mentioned that. Never mind. Okay, my bad on that. Hmm. So I have uh, actually a bonus here because I went and looked and I was like, well, how good could Theodore have been? Why did he win the heart that year? And honestly, he kind of deserved it. Oh, he yeah. He had a 931 save percentage. Insane. Which is, yeah, it was like, I think at that point was the best um, non hashic season or right up there, uh, played like 60-something games, maybe low 70s, and Montreal only made the playoffs by like three points or something like that. So it's like, it was like that close. Like, wow. they, like, they, I mean, if they didn't have him, they just would have been one of the worst teams in the league. After that, he was never special again, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, got traded, and he was just an okay guy for the rest of his career. Yeah. Definitely the most random MVP in NHL history. For sure. Uh, even more so than our, our friend Taylor. Uh, well, anyway, to the last one, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I was in the middle of telling you about the bonus. What am I saying? Yeah, what is it? So the reason I looked it up and I was like, okay, well, how did Aginla not win? And it turns out Aginla and Theodore had the same number of total votes, but Theodore had more first place votes by three. So he won. Just wow. like, wow, it must be one of the closest votes ever. Aginla would have seemed like a totally normal win, except that I don't think Calgary made the playoffs, which is probably why he didn't win. Um, but three of the top four were goalies. In addition to Theodore, there's Patrick Waugh. And the bonus here is I will give you all of the money that I have if you can tell me who finished fourth in MVP voting, another goalie. All the money I have, my whole net worth. Can you tell me the conference or no? No, I'm, I'm putting my net worth on the line. You're okay, not getting okay, any. Okay, 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 okay. Um, give me a minute to think about this because if you're offering me your entire net worth, I'm going to be a $20 heir soon. That's right. <laughs> By uh, the way, my, you get all my money and all my assets, which is mostly my debt. You can have my debt. You can have I, my car that sucks. I feel like I... I don't know if I like that, Taylor. Um, I don't know if I want that from you. Jesus. All right. Who could this be? Hmm. It's got to be somebody really random, like an unknown person. Um, God, I don't fucking know. Uh, oh. See, like conventional wisdom would tell me like Broder, but it's like clearly not him. Um, and it's a goalie. I don't know, like. Dan Cloutier? I don't know who. Sean Burke. Sean Burke? Oh. Phoenix goaltender Sean Burke. I would have voting. I would have rather Dan Cloutier. That's 35-year-old Sean Burke, Phoenix goaltender, 920 save percentage. Disgusting. Move on to the last one. What a gross time in NHL history. Let's move on to 1998. All right. Uh 98 would be Colorado, right? Or no, that's New Jersey. And, that's and... New Jersey. No, that's... it's not. What? Is that Red Wings also? <laughs> yes. There's only three teams that won a cup for a while, so and I understand. The, well, that was my yeah. Okay, whatever. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, are the R Ross and, and Hart the same? No. Okay. Um, let's go. Ooh, ninety-eight. Well, why don't I do Sabers first? Actually. Okay. That would be second round playoff exit. Oh, conference final. Damn conference it. Final of Washington. Uh, are you forking kidding me? Um, all right. Damn, that was oh, – you're, you're right. Okay. Um I don't think that I keep going back to like Yager or like Messier, but I don't even or uh Brett Hall me no no not yet. Um hmm Taylor. You're not gonna give me any hints. Uh Hmm. I think these guys 
dominated their respective positions throughout the 90s. For all the two of them? Yep. Have I said one of them already? Uh, probably. Doesn't help. Um, all right. You know what? Since... Since I since this was Detroit, and I said him earlier, I'm gonna go Steve Yzerman for the MVP. No, really? The MVP was Hashik. Was it really? Yeah. I thought that Hashik was because Hashik has three MVPs, right? Two. Oh, two. Okay. Damn. What the fuck? Uh, excuse my French. All right. Well, um, okay. And then Yager for the Art Ross. That's correct. There we go. All right. I knew it sooner or later he would be one. Uh, you got uh, 15 and a half. Out of? Uh, 24. I'll take that. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. That was a pretty uh, hard quiz, yeah. Yeah, I just thought of it randomly. More than fifty percent. I'll take that. Yeah. All well, right. I gotta say, uh, take an important lesson out of all of this. Uh, if you're a Montreal goalie, you will probably win a major award at some point in your career, and then also just be brutally terrible for parts of it. Who knows? Yaroslav Halak. <laughs> That's right, Carey Price. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, any last thoughts, Taylor? You'd like to share before we sign off? uh baseball's canceled go bills yep i agree go bills and we're gonna be going to monday night football very pumped for that that's oh, right you know, you know what we should do for sunday we should see if uh like tj or anybody else wants to come on from our fantasy hockey league because thursday night taylor and i taylor just joined my uh my fantasy hockey league that i'm in with our pals tj lockman andy meyer um, a few other pals. Uh, I think those are the only two who have actually been on the show before. But well, Andy hasn't been on since Rick's reviews. You're so. right about that, actually. Wow. Well, either we way, we want to talk about John Mayer. So you're right. I'm sure this All will right. be a better episode, regardless. We'll talk about the the draft and the outcome then on uh, on our our Monday episode, along with hopefully some Jack Eichel news. But with that being said, everybody, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabers presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo on their respective streaming platforms and on their respective websites to check out the great content that both platforms are pumping out. Make sure you're also following both the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo on social media as well. Also, make sure you're following yours truly on social media. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Straight Up Sabres, on Twitter at Straight Sabres, and make sure you are subscribed to this podcast if you are listening. Once again, we'll be back with a new episode on Monday and make sure in the meantime, you are using our sponsor DraftKings and using that promo code THPN at checkout. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Sabres.